Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. We are good. So welcome in, everybody. It is the Huddle Up Podcast, presented as always by Mile High Huddle, powered by Blue Wire Podcast. And I'm your host, Chad Jensen, with me, my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, the joy I experienced today upon seeing the Cincinnati Bengals storm back from a, what was it, an 18-point deficit? Uh, Was it 21? 21. Either way. Yes. All right. Uh, 18 point deficit and defeat the Kansas Chiefs at home. My son, unfortunately, Zach, he does, he's not quite as passionate about football as I am or the Denver Broncos. He comes up right as uh, the kicker's about to nail it in overtime, right? And I go, dude, this is football history. Watch this. You ready? Watch. And when the kick went through, I glanced up at my son and I could see on his face a genuine surprise at how much I was rev- how much joy I was taking in seeing the Kansas City Chiefs get handed that that L and stopped from going to the Super Bowl. What was your gut reaction? Well, Mahomes is mortal. You know he's beatable. He he gave that game away, and uh, he's the reason the Chiefs lost. He he's the reason the Chiefs choked away an eighteen point lead. And credit to the Bengals though, Joe Burrow is the real deal. I was a doubter of his coming out of. I didn't think he would be a you know slam dunk franchise quarterback. He's blown my expectations uh, quite away. Uh, and also, I don't know how to pronounce his his last name. Lou Anamaru, the defensive coordinator from the Cincinnati Bengals. What a job he's done this year, holding Kansas City to three points in the second half. That defense constantly plays discipline, sound. They don't miss tackles. Uh, he deserves a ton of credit. So. I love the underdog story. I love a well-coached team, obviously. Zach Taylor, he gets a little conservative at times, but he managed and willed that team back from an 18-point deficit. It helped that Andy Reid's clock management issues came back. It helped that Mahomes. I don't know what he was doing. He looked like Drew Locke back there, taking sacks and throwing picks, but that'll happen when you you punch him in the mouth. And I'm happy for Cincinnati the first time since 89 during the Super Bowl, and I guess it's going to be maybe the Niners and not the Rams facing them, but I'm I'm happy for Cincinnati. The 89 Super Bowl. That's one thing I just don't – I've always wondered about uh, the NFL is you're so on the fringe of keeping the season all in one calendar year. Why not just schedule things so that you start, you know, the third week of August, the regular season, and you still get all of the fall weather for football, and then you can play the Super Bowl at a reasonable time. Anyway – Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Tick Pick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore because Tick Pick, that's T I C K. P-I-C-K is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets. TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. Smith Corona jumps in early, Zach, with a very, very generous super chat. And Smith Corona is a longtime super chat superstar near and dear to our hearts. Thank you, my friend. Seriously, appreciate that. 
his uh, message. Who day? We all honorary Bengal fans today. The Chiefs losing has brought balance to the force. Yes, it has. And that's one of the reasons I was so elated. My son's like, dude, why do you hate Patrick Mahomes so bad? I'm like, I don't hate Patrick Mahomes, but I hate Patrick Mahomes, okay? You know, I, I hate slash respect. It's like that scene from Get Him to the Greek in the Airplane. The, the content of what you said has made, made me hate you, but the courage with which you said it, I respect you. So it's a hateful respect. That's that's how I feel about Pat Mahomes. Is that when he smuggled the drugs in his undercarriage? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> that's such a good movie. Yeah, I'm happy for them. And um, it's a good day to be a Broncos fan because two teams in the West got worse. Kansas City was eliminated and the Vegas Raiders hired Josh McDaniels as their next head coach. I cannot wait, Chad, for Nathaniel Hackett to outcoach him twice a year and that first matchup in Denver against McDaniels. I hope it's prime time. That's going to be lit. I was begging and I was a praying that Mark Davis would hire Josh McDaniels. And it happened, you know, it happened. Today, there's multiple reasons to rejoice. Cloud nine, good to see you. It's been a minute. Where you been? Where you been, big dog? Thank you for the super chat. He says, today was a good day, I think. Still king of the mountain, three-time world champs. Bye-bye, Chiefs. Hit the gritty. That's true. But technically, the Raiders have three world championships. Broncos tied with the Raiders for the most in the division. Based case, what's good, big dog? Thank you. He says, looks like our new potential OCs slash DCs are Justin Outen and Ajiro Evero. Zach. Yeah, that's the Packers. We, we've no, we've we talked about Evero before. Uh, I think he's the Rams secondary coach, and he goes back with uh, Hackett. Uh, Oten. Wooten, however you pronounce his last name, Outen, he is the uh, Packers tight ends coach right now. So obviously that's the Nathaniel Hackett connection. We'll have an article about that on the website. But with Stenovich being promoted, Adam Stenovich in Green Bay to OC, and then let Luke Getze go to Chicago as their OC, um, uh, Hackett's going to have to um, go to another, another direction. We did have the article, though, that they requested to interview Kevin Coger who is the Chargers tight ends coach. So it seems like Hackett wants a tight ends coach to be OC. I thought that's interesting, but it's all nominal anyway. It's like Ed Donatel under Vic Fangio. It's title only because Hackett said himself, yes, I'm calling the plays. Yep. <clears throat> yes, indeed. We haven't had a chance really yet, Zach, to uh, reflect on Nathaniel Hackett's hello presser. We'll get into that uh, more and more tonight as we dive into the chat. But let's grab Angelo Perez jumping in with an early super as well. Thank you, my friend. Thoughts on trading for any Saints players, Ramchek, Lattimore, Jordan, if we were to land Rodgers and Adams and lose Judy, any chance we would trade Tim Patrick or Cortland Sutton? Lots Zach, your thoughts? Here. Yeah, a lot to unpack here. Um, I don't know if you're saying in conjunction with trading for Rodgers and Adams because you're not going to have the capital to trade for with Ramchick, Lattimore, Jordan, etc. So it's kind of one or the other. I don't know that I am going to hold my breath on Devontae and Aaron coming to Denver. Getting Aaron alone would be improbable and a huge uh, feat itself. He also wants Marquez Valdez-Scantling to come along with him and Adams wherever he goes. So it's becoming quite the complex proposition. We talked about the Saints having a potential fire sale under their next head coach. I would take Ramchick for sure, but if you trade for Rodgers, you're not going to have that first-round pick. You probably won't have the second-round pick, and I don't think the Saints would trade Ramchick for a third-round pick. Uh, in terms of the Rodgers trade itself, you're probably going to give up one of the receivers, but I would tend to think they signed uh, Patrick and Sutton to extensions midseason for a reason, lucrative ones at that. I think Judy would be the one to go to Green Bay in a deal because, as I've said before, he's like Devontae Adams' light. Really light, super light, but you can make some do there if you're Green Bay. Did Cooper Cup, by the way, I know this is all of a sudden off off the beaten path, but watching the game uh, is so underrated, dude. Like maybe he's starting to get his, uh, you know, his just rewards. But I'm looking at the fact that he was only 53 yards away, Zach, from a 2,000-yard receiving season. Let me ask you something real quick. What's the more impressive day at the office? All right. Calvin Johnson, Megatron, in two, uh, 2012, 122 catches, 1,964 receiving yards, which is the all-time single-season receiving record, and five tutties, or 145 receptions, 1,947 receiving yards, and 
16 tutties. How many playoff wins does Calvin Johnson have? That's what <laughs> that's what it boils down to for me. You can put up the stats, and he was the only one making plays in Detroit. I mean, he was getting the ball thrown at him 20 times a game. Triple coverage situation. So I love Megatron, great player and all, but what Cooper Cup is doing, especially when he's playing opposite Odell Beckham Jr., they lost Robert Woods. Matt Stafford's kind of unreliable, just like he was with Calvin Johnson in Detroit. So Cooper Cup is fantastic. But- and I think he Sorry. set the all-time record for postseason and regular season receiving yards for one year. I mean, tremendous season. The one thing, though, I'll say about Stafford is, guess who threw the ball to the two guys with the most prolific receiving seasons of all time? Matt Stafford in both cases, kind of ironic. <clears throat> and he had himself a season. It was the second-best season of his career in uh, 2021 under Sean McVay. Exactly. But, Zach, how encouraging was it to see a – first time head coach in Zach Taylor go in his third year, lead a team that as the broadcast did a good job of illustrating when the game was on, you know, won four games or two games, whatever it was to go from earning the number one overall pick to now advancing to the, to the Super Bowl with a tough, hard fought road win at Arrowhead. What, if any implications can you take from that relative to Nathaniel Hackett now coming into Denver as a first time offensive minded, I'm going to call the plays head coach. Helps having a franchise quarterback. That's first and foremost. I can't dispute that. Joe Burrow is head and shoulders, anything the Broncos have had since Peyton Manning, far and away. But you're seeing what a young, progressive, forward-thinking coaching staff can do. And just a sound, disciplined, well-coached team. I think the Bengals were the least penalized team in the NFL this past season. And for a young coach who was a – how many games they win last year? Four or five? I I mean, four after Burrow got hurt to go from that to the Super Bowl. And you have that defense again under Lou, who's playing uh, is coaching just a sound, disciplined, well-schemed unit. I saw on Twitter, the special teams coaches and the players were doing shots in the locker room. They just have a bond unlike anything the Broncos did under VJ or Vic Fangio for that matter. And we hope that Nathaniel Hackett being the young Former hip-hop instructor, breakdancer, Chad. I mean, he's had some resume. The way he connected with the uh, the press right away in his press conference a couple days ago, I think he can bring that, that energy to the building, but it's a results-based business. You have to put it on the table, and you have to make the most out of the players that you have. Obviously, having a better quarterback would help, but that's why they hired Hackett, because look what Callahan and Zach Taylor did for Joe Burrow in year two. Coming off a major knee injury, by the way. No one seemed to talk about that, but that's not easy to come back from rehabbing physically, psychologically, and going to the Super Bowl on top of that. Yeah, for the Pro Football Writers of America, I voted, Zach, uh, for Joe Burrow as, as Comeback Player of the Year. I think he should be Comeback Player Absolutely. of the Year. Absolutely. Um, uh, a couple things really quick here. Uh, Shrine Bowl, all right? Our Luke Patterson, co-host of the Mile High Insiders podcast, uh, went down to Vegas where the Shrine Game is being held this year for the practices. And just like the Senior Bowl, one of the great things about the Shrine Bowl, it's the technically, I guess you could call it the second stop on the pre-draft trail. Uh, and then you get the, the Senior Bowl. But one of the great things about it is, of course, you've got NFL front office, NFL scout personnel, coaches, and media and agents as well from all around the NFL descend on one city. And all of a sudden, Zach, the rumors start bubbling, right? Word starts getting passed around. And it's one of the f- more uh, fun and interesting and alluring, to be frank, reasons to even go to the Shrine Bowl as media or the Senior Bowl, etc. And so Luke Patterson, dutifully down there getting work done, had an article yesterday, Zach, after the first day of Shrine Bowl practice. Here is what he said, quote, since I've been in Vegas, multiple sources that are well-respected around the league for their exemplary reputations have hinted that Aaron Rodgers getting traded to Denver is not a stretch and could be extremely likely. Not only that, but Rodgers' good buddy and arguably the best wideout in the NFL, Devontae Adams, could join him with the Denver Broncos. Now, to kind of piggyback onto that, Zach, real quick, is something that Keith uh, Cummings, Mile High Huddle's Keith Cummings, did a great job of kind of dredging up. And that's something that Aaron Rodgers said back in November when he talked about how much, Zach, he loves Nathaniel Hackett, hopes that he doesn't leave Green Bay. But if he does, then, you know, unless I – I hope he stays here forever or something or I go with him or something like that, right? So the thought is 
long been marinating, obviously, Zach, in Aaron Rodgers' head, but your reaction to these rumors that are bubbling in uh, the Shrine Bowl? I don't think it's anything we didn't already know. You know, obviously, the if he's, he's either going to he's gonna stay in Green Bay, retire, or come to Denver. I think those are Aaron's three options. And obviously, if he comes to Denver, he wants to bring Devontae Adams along, who's an impending free agent, and uh, maybe tag and, trade, tag and trade candidate. Wow, I can't talk tonight. Um, I, I also read a report from Ian Rappaport who said they've had positive conversations, the Packers and uh, Rodgers, in the days after the playoff loss, and there's optimism he might stay in Green Bay. So right now, January 30th, nobody knows anything. It's all educated guesses. Obviously, the Broncos, right after hiring Hackett, are going to get connected to Aaron, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. Fortunately... We'll have a decision fairly soon because he said before free agency, out of respect to Rodgers, I expect to uh, the Packers and Adams. So we'll know soon. There's a nice two-minute clip I could show you guys on the website of Aaron Rodgers uh, saying what he did. But his smirk at the end of this comment in which he says, Hack has been a really important part of our culture change and part of our success on offense. I love him. I hope he doesn't go anywhere unless I do. And then he closes that with a very knowing smirk. John Clay eventing. Thank you, buddy. Gents, kitty cat goes roar. Joe Burrow is ice man of Top Gun lore. The most important thing, KC stays home. Yeah, you got Joe Burrow is the ice man, Top Gun ice man, Zach, of the NFL. But who is the Han Solo of the NFL coaching world? Nathaniel Hackett. Yes, sir. And uh, Joe Burrow is so freaking cool. I don't know if you happen to notice his pendant, Chad. It was completely iced out, full of diamonds. He was asked in this post-game presser, are those diamonds real? He goes, yeah, they're real. I make too much money for them not to be. I mean, <laughs> I-, I love that type of personality because he backs it up on the field. Cool customer, tough as nails. I'm a big Burrow fan now. I wasn't when he first came out, but he proved me the hell wrong. Well, you know what, dude? Here's the thing. Both of us were kind of Burrow skeptics when he was coming into the league. In our defense, look, we, we've we always been wary of one-year wonder quarterbacks. His his uh, um, first year at LSU was solid, but completely unspectacular. If he declares for the draft uh, following, what was it? Was it his junior year? Or Either yeah. way, after that first LSU season, he's probably a middle – day late day two early day three pick joe burrow right he's a tom brady circa 2000 uh yeah circa 2000 but then he comes back and has the best quarterback season in sec history wins the heisman wins the national title and uh of course becomes the number one overall pick so i was wary zach i was wary of what he might you know so many nfl bust uh, you know, if you look at it as like skins on the wall, the number of skins hanging on the wall of former big time first round picks in the NFL quarterbacks that went bust are guys that were one year wonders in college and, you know, maximize that momentum to get drafted high. And then everyone realizes, oh, this guy isn't who we thought. Andrew Lampy, good to see you, buddy. He says, hey, all good to be back. Hope all is well with everyone. You bet your butt it is, big dog. What I was going to say about Burrow is it's nice to have Jamar Chase. It's nice to have Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, C.J. Uzama, Joe Mixon. His offensive line is crap, and they're doing a disservice by letting him get hit and hit and hit constantly. But he also has elite coaching in Brian Callahan and Zach Taylor. So it's amazing, Chad, once more, when you surround a young quarterback with talent and you mold the system to him and you support him, what he can do. That's all I'm saying. Well said, guys. As uh, we get ready to see what's on Travis's mind, we want to tip our caps to the MHH community on Facebook because we reached our goal in the month of January of 250,000 stars. And so, yes, we shall be raffling off a Broncos jersey of the winner's choosing. The only people in the running for that raffle are those who, of course, contributed to the goal and just so everyone has a nice fresh update of where that stands we got one more day left tonight and then tomorrow but here's how it stands the most tickets in the hat for that raffle michael ronquillo who if i'm not mistaken zach has won before at number one jacob foster two rodney garcia three miguel santistevan andrew baker doug raquel travis weber hello shane the aviator daniels pete middleton 
Mark Schrader still in the top 10 with some studs like Phil McLaughlin, Kevin Smith, Jermaine, Joshua, Tarbox, Tabitha, and Lawrence Rivera, all of whom are going to have plenty of tickets in the hat. Your odds are still good. Travis, he says, good evening, priests and Broncos country. I despise the Chiefs the most out of the AFC West. I'm taking odds on Josh McDaniels, tucking tail and running back to daddy. Let's get next season here and whoever is the quarterback, go Broncos. Yeah, that's the that's you know the next thought when Josh McDaniels is announced as this team is hiring this guy is okay. We'll believe it when we see him stand up in front of that team's <laughs> local media and you know accept the job as it were. After what he did to Indianapolis in uh, 2018, I think it was 2019, where he just left him at the altar completely. You know, this, the the messed up thing is like people are overlooking the Raiders have a solid foundation. I think they have a franchise quarterback in Derek Carr, great running back in Josh Jacobs, good receiver in Hunter Renfro, good tight end in uh, Darren Waller, great pass rush with uh, Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe. They can get that secondary fixed in the uh, the front seven with the linebackers. They have something there. But the problem is coaching, coaching, coaching. And who's going to be the coach is Josh McDaniels. I don't think it's going to work out too well. And Again, I can't wait for Hackett to out-coach him twice a year. I think the Broncos made the best head coaching hire in this year's cycle. What I don't get here, Zach, why the Raiders, if you're Josh McDaniels, and why now, right? Like, I would argue his opportunity in Indy was better. Maybe the deal wasn't quite as uh, financially lucrative, but... I'm not mistaken, that predated Andrew Luck's sudden retirement because didn't Luck get one year with Frank Reich, if I'm not mistaken, I think? Scott, you tell me, dude. Um, But either way, even if Luck wasn't part of that equation, Zach, the Raiders just have not had a lot of success since 2003, right? Their last trip to the Super Bowl. So it makes me think that Mark Davis, man, And plus, we know that the Patriots have incentivized him not to leave. I wonder what the terms of that deal look like, uh, look like, I guess, is my my point here, because Mark Davis has proven he's if it's for the coach he wants, man, he'll roll out the Brinks truck. I was going to say, yeah, this is the same guy that gave Gruden a $100 million contract over 10 years, so I'm sure the money was nice, but maybe McDaniels knows something we don't. Maybe the the empire is crumbling in New England, and uh, he doesn't want any part of the Mac Jones experience in here, too. Very bizarre. Uh, Miguel, what's up, buddy? Thank you. He says, I hope McDaniels takes uh, tanks the Raiders. I'm praying for it. I'm so glad the Chiefs went down. All in all, a good day in Broncos country. You know, how you feel about your division rivals, I think, is largely dependent on just what era you're in. Or in some cases, Zach, what era you kind of came of age as a fan, because um, I grew up with a deep and abiding hatred of the Raiders, because that was always the biggest threat to the Broncos when I was a young buck in the 80s and, and early 90s. And then after the Elway uh, era, you had that run of the Trent Green and uh, Priest Holmes Chiefs where they were formidable, but they weren't really a threat or or I guess at times they were a juggernaut, but there was something different. When Cutler came around and Plummer, a Plummer then Cutler, I it was the Chargers who I hated the most because they were the best team in the division that would always, you know, hand the Broncos their stripes or whatever. And then, of course, now it's the Chiefs. So I think that's a big part of it. Here's a friendly giant. Hackett is such a refreshing change from the lethargic Fangio. What's the story on Luke Getze taking the OC job in Chicago over Denver? A chance to call plays? Don't know, Zach. Don't know. But you got to think that that must have something to do with it. it. Or either that or maybe Hackett wasn't as keen on the idea of bringing him in as his OC as we might have assumed. I really like what Chicago is doing under Ryan Poles, who came from Kansas City, their new GM. They hire in Matt Eberflus, Eberflus, the former Colts defensive coordinator. They got Luke Getze to be OC. So you're pairing a defensive mind with the young up-and-coming offensive coordinator. This is what we wanted the Broncos to do if they would have hired Dan Quinn. But yeah. If he would have went to Denver, he wouldn't have been a real OC. He wouldn't have called plays behind Nathaniel Hackett. He would have been in the shadow once more. Even though they're a division rival, which is weird, they're, Green Bay is allowing their coach to go to a rival, he can call plays there unfettered, and he has development over Josh uh, Justin Fields. Uh, Getsy couldn't say that the same with uh, Drew Locke or Brett Rippon. It's a more enticing, I think, for now, 
um, operation, but calling plays is the big key for why Getzies end up is uh, in Chicago. Man, he missed the opportunity to keep the stepbrother metaphors rolling. That sucks. Angel, don't recognize Angel on Super Chat, so welcome. welcome. Thank you. Appreciate you. You guys are still dope. Keep rocking. Bron oh, this is Bronx legend, Angel. Okay. Yes, we all know the Bronx legend, Angel. Okay. Okay. You changed your YouTube handle, Ooh. but bro, it's great to have you in the chat. We have missed you. We have missed you. How are you, bud? This is why I don't believe in the Rams. And this is why I thought they were going to lose in the playoffs. I mean, they're just a soft team at times. more Too much of a finesse team as the Niners score a touchdown here. I have not been a believer in San Francisco, Chad, but you take down the Cowboys, you take down the Packers, and now you go to L.A. and maybe take down the Rams. They're for real, too. I don't know who's going to win that Super Bowl. I mean, both teams are playing so well right now if it comes down to San Francisco and Cincinnati. I know who I'm rooting for, but it could be a uh, tight game. A recapitulation of the last Super Bowl. Uh, in fact, weren't – no, wait a minute. Yeah, it was Bengals-Niners. Bengals Niners, Scott, you 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 got one or two you know millimeters longer in the tooth than me. Wasn't the first Bengals Super Bowl, which was the first Bill Walsh World Championship, right? In eighty one, I think. Hmm. Yeah, but but weren't both Bengals Super Bowl matches against the Niners right all time? I'm telling you, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. How ironic would that be, Zach? They get back, and it's the Niners again. Different strokes jumping in, only this time no Joe Montana. Bodes well for Mr. Joe Burrow. Uh, different strokes from across the pond. Thank you, big dog. Thanks for a great chat platform, guys, and a great season. You're kind. Thank you, buddy. A season that just got better with Mahomes self-destructing. Yes, he did. I'm telling you, I mean, I don't know if it's a character defect in me. Taking, taking joy in the implosion of another human being or a, a team. But I just, I love that it was Joe Burrow and the upstart Bengals that sent Patrick Mahomes home tonight disappointed. And Brittany Matthews and Jackson Mahomes, which I care about the most. I cannot stand either of them, so I revel in their misery. <laughs> Um, Mahomes did lose the game and he has no excuse. It's not like the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers where he had no offensive line and he was hurt. I mean, he was taking ridiculous sacks, throwing ridiculous picks. He got lucky that some other throws weren't picked off. And I'll tell you what happened to Kansas City, though, in the second half. They took their foot off the gas pedal. They got complacent. They assumed because they had a big lead, they're at home, and they came back and beat the Bills last week, they were going to cruise to a victory. It doesn't matter if you're Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes or if you're Vic Fangio and Teddy Bridgewater. If you coach that way and play that way, you are going to lose. And the Bengals took advantage of it. And uh, I'm happy. By the way, as we get cottonmouth here, uh, I want to get your opinion on Tom Brady. Chiefs lose, and Josh McDaniels is going to be the Raiders' next coach. What a good day. Amen, big dog. This bizarre saga of Tom Brady's faux retirement, making Adam Schefter and uh, was it Schefter Darlington? Darlington, Look like fools because he's saying, no, 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 I have not decided to retire. What do you think's going on there? I think someone in his camp leaked the news. I mean, if Schefter is reporting it and Darlington reported it, who are two of the more rock-solid guys, and ESPN backed up that reporting, they didn't have a retraction, they didn't take the story down, I, I think Brady was just mad that someone jumped the gun. He wants to do everything on his own terms, Chad. You know, He wanted his own production, the video to be put out, the right. this and that, the, the fanfare, the, the accolades. He wanted to control. And you know, you can make the argument that he should have had the opportunity. He's the greatest player of all time to announce his own retirement but that's the world we live in if a story gets out it's going to break and I think he's just being a little petty right now and delaying that I think you're 100% right you know the whole TB12 brand like he wanted to be you know on camera I'm announcing my retirement it's the first everyone's ever heard it and let that be kind of the breaking news, but Schefter jumped the gun. They tweeted that out, it. the TB12 company. They retweeted, you know, thank you, Tom, and they listed his accomplishments. Then they deleted that tweet. So that's fair to say that he's retiring. Mike Reno, 
Appreciate you, buddy. Love the result, but not for the tip. But if not for the tip pass, turnover, the Chiefs win. Nothing to do with quarterback play. If Casey would have played the same in the second half as they did the first, they would have won. Well, yeah, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, right? We all would have a Merry Christmas. But ifs and buts are indeed not candy and nuts, and thus not everyone has a Merry Christmas. Jermaine Daughtry, scrap the Rodgers idea. Run with Drew Locke. See how it plays. I maintain people on Twitter don't necessarily like this tweet I sent out uh, two days ago, but as you guys have heard me say on this podcast, it doesn't make mean it's going to happen. But, Zach, as it stands today, Drew Locke is the most likely guy to be taking that first snap from under center on week one um, of the 2022 season. Now, I think George Payton is going to do what he can to move whatever mountains – must be moved to get an upgrade. And if it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Aaron Rodgers. If it's Russ Wilson, it's Russ Wilson. Or if it's a quarterback they fall in love with in the draft. Um, barring that, it's true. So start preparing yourselves for that as a possibility. And under the wing of a Nathaniel Hackett, Zach, who knows? Who knows which, uh, which way that could go? I'm thinking to the Peyton Hackett press conference from a few days ago. And of course, Peyton, the second question, he was asked about Aaron Rodgers and whether hiring Hackett was a package deal. And Peyton, in response, he's so savage, Chad. He first listed his family that were in the audience. It was their first time in Dove Valley because of CV and this and that. And then he ends the question by saying, um, and absolutely not, thank you for asking. Done. Right. He can't talk right. about him anyway because of uh, tampering, but what a yep. boss move from George Payton. A couple other things stand out, though, from Hackett's time behind the podium. He was asked about young quarterbacks and his, his belief in developing them. I, I loved his answers and his insight. He goes, number one thing we have to do is protect the young quarterback. You have to surround him and protect him and run the ball well, establish the run, and, and play off that. It's just the antithesis of what the Broncos did under Drew Locke. Another quote, and my favorite quote from the Hackett presser, he goes, my favorite thing is when the players become the system. I, I mean, Chad, six to midnight right away. Mm -hmm. I can't remember mm -hmm. the last time the Broncos had a coach that, that was talking like that, and it's exactly what they need. I don't know that Drew will be the week one starting quarterback, but I know he stands to benefit a lot more under Hackett's tutelage than he ever would have under Pat Shermer. I liked his uh, answer, Zach, when he was asked what he values most in a, in a quarterback, what traits, etc. Um let me see. I'll, I can paraphrase it, but let me just see if I can quickly find it here on the press release. Um, he base well, I'll just cut to the quick here. Two traits, Zach, toughness and intelligence. Now, he also waxed quite poetic about Aaron Rodgers, and it's okay for him to talk about Aaron Rodgers because he's not a GM and this is his quarterback he coached for the last three years. Uh, it's A-OK, -okay, but if his, if to him, Zach, the top quarterback traits are toughness and intelligence, how does that bode for Drew Locke relative to whatever his strengths and weaknesses might be? I think toughness is one of his biggest assets, one of his biggest strengths. I mean, he played through that shoulder injury, then he caught that trick play, and he almost scored near the goal line. I mean, he's a tough customer for sure. Intelligence that's always going to be a red flag about Drew because of the turnovers and his inconsistent play. You wonder how smart he can be, but on the same token, I think a, a better coach, an elite coach can make a player smarter on the field by teaching them, by developing. That's the whole point of having a coach. So once again, I don't know that Hackett was hired specifically for Drew Locke, but if they roll with him, even as a backup, I think he's going to make a huge leap under a coach that knows what they're doing and is willing to roll uh, with Locke's strengths. Um, I don't know, Scott, if we need to grab that Wyatt comment, I didn't see it till right there at the last second, but, uh, you know, one of the knocks on Drew is, you know, there's been a lot of rumors and, and criticism from the time when he was a draft prospect to up to this point about a dearth, a lack of football IQ from Drew Locke. And as you mentioned, there have been, um, aspects to his game that would bolster that all right but at the same time we've yet to hear of a, a fellow player or former teammate former coach say anything uh, that would confirm that now that's not confirmation or one way or the other that we haven't heard it from anyone that's actually coached or played with drew but still 
It's in the wind. It's out there and it's up to Drew Locke. And I think to, to, to disprove that as a notion, and I think there's strong sign that really it's all been misinterpreted by outside you know, perspective, but because he's a young quarterback going through the ups and downs, evidence being, Zach, those last three games, he wasn't able to will the Broncos to victories in the three games he started in 2021, but he showed that he is he was much more his presence of mind protecting the ball while still pushing it. And all that stuff shows that there's something there, right? Something, some kind of a uh, intellectual grasping of what it takes perhaps to succeed in the NFL. Then we'll grab Wyatt. Thanks, Wyatt. I'm, thanks for your patience, buddy. I would submit that if Hackett can make Blake Bortles into a competent quarterback, he can make Drew Locke into a competent quarterback. There's more raw talent, I believe, arm talent anyway, with Locke than there was with Bortles. So uh, that's one of the storylines we're going to have to monitor for as, as long as Locke remains on the Broncos. All right. Wyatt, you are a, uh, a rock star prince. We're going to get you your question uh, next, I promise you. He says Hackett is about to turn Locke into the top quarterback in the AFC West. Mm, I don't know AFC about West that. gonna be a shootout for the next 10 years. Hey, dude, I'm all about that optimist um mindset, but we also got to keep our two feet within the bounds of reality. Is it possible? Maybe. I don't know. But don't count on Drew Locke becoming suddenly Patrick Mahomes by virtue of Nathaniel Hackett showing up in Denver. I didn't say it. <laughs> direct the angst elsewhere I mean he can be a serviceable quarterback and I think a starting quarterback in this league but let's pump the brakes quite a bit Tabitha jumping in with some stars appreciate that my friend really do um all right let's see what else is on people's mind here in the chat as uh if I look distracted here and there, guys, I'm just glancing up to see the scores and developments in the game here as the Rams try and Keep this a game. They better score here. Um, Michael Ronquillo says the Rams are not helping Vaughn get back to the Super Bowl right now. It's hey man, they. I'm not going to be surprised if they come back and win this thing. If they score here, which they're going to score something, narrow it down to one. If this is a touchdown drive, not a field goal drive, then suddenly all things become possible again. Uh, Rick wants to know, is Hackett good news for Drew Locke? It's it's a good question because today I found it interesting. Eric Trickle published two different articles since Hackett was hired. First one being five players who benefit most from Hackett arriving in Denver. And then today it was four players who don't, right? The opposite. And he listed Drew Locke on the second list of players who, it's bad news for him that Nathaniel Hackett's coming. I'll let you guys go read his uh, logic behind that. But if there's any Got him. poor implications, Zach, on Hackett coming to Denver for Locke, it's that I think reading between the lines, his name was not mentioned in the press conference Friday, Drew's. And so reading between those lines uh, and amongst other things that was said, it seems like Peyton and Hackett, their mind, their focus is on an outside quarterback, whether that's a veteran yeah. or in the draft. And that's obviously just not great news for uh, for Drew. Yeah, because even if they don't get Aaron, there's always Russ Wilson. There's always uh, bridge quarterbacks like uh, Matt Ryan or Kirk Cousins, or they can draft a quarterback and feel comfortable now that Hackett's in the building. I don't know that I would make Drew Locke the favorite. I think he's the underdog right now in the quarterback competition. So I agree with Eric's premise that there's a reason they brought in an offensive coach. There's a reason all this smoke is burning around Aaron Rodgers, and uh, you're right. Even though he talked about, Hackett did, about developing a young quarterback, Locke was never mentioned by name. So read into that what you will. Yep, I do read into it a little bit. I really do. I think that if Nathaniel Hackett was truly excited about Drew, you would have heard it in that press conference. Uh, Miguel, any word on Broncos ownership news? Um, nothing specific unless I missed something this evening or this, this afternoon. Um, but the expectation, um, Zach is that Joe Ellis is going to be talking about some kind of a development on that front within the next week or so. I think it'll happen by springtime when the NFL's owner, owners meetings take place and they'll have some prospective buyers, ownership groups and Robert Smith, uh, he's interested. He wants to throw his hat in the ring. So we'll have a, a resolution, I think, in a couple months' time. 
by the way, uh, RIP to Les Shapiro, the great Denver broadcaster yeah. who so passed sad. away, succumbed to uh, cancer. Uh, a legend in the in the industry and a legend in the market. So, uh, thoughts and prayers to the Shapiro family. Um, on Twitch, we got Ral Blitz. Good day from Melbourne, or is it Melbourne? How do you say it down there? Is it Melbourne? Americans say Melbourne, but I think they say Melbourne. Either way. Just wondering what you think about having a first-time head coach with what sounds like a first-time OC in D.C. I'd personally love to see Gary Kubiak back with the team in some sort of leadership position. Hashtag Go Broncos, state of being. Love that, dude. You do. You, you're you one of the great members of our community that exemplifies that state of being hashtag, my friend. Thanks for checking in from down under. Uh, Kubiak coming back to Denver Nah, if anything, Zach, he burned his bridges, right? Like, first of all, he leaves Elway hanging by quitting after the 2016 season. And then Elway does him a solid, brings him back to the uh, to the organization, lets him start with a little small kind of, um, you know, personally curated job that was etched out for Kubiak only. Then that morphs into becoming a senior advisor to the to the GM. I mean, Elway was looking out for him, dude. Elway was taking care of Kub. And then Coop bounces. I suddenly I, want, I got the itch to coach again. Later's and it's like, dude, you screwed me. I'm your boy. I'm your I'm your best friend from freaking rookie minicamp. We come to the league together. We room together. We blood, sweat, and tears for nine years together as players, and then as player coach, we win a Super Bowl as a GM coach tandem. And then you freaking do me dirty. If John Elway has anything to do with this organization, I can't imagine Gary Kubiak is going to come back in any kind of capacity. And that's okay. Yeah, that was my point. He doesn't have anything to do with the organization. He's no longer GM. He's kind of fading out of the picture. It's George Payton's team now. And out with the old, in with the new. They hire Nathaniel Hackett. I also brought up this point a couple pods ago. They might have a first-time head coach, first-time OC, first-time DC. I would maybe look for Hackett to hire or retain a veteran assistant, maybe Mike Munchak, who had previous head coaching experience, or bringing someone aboard, maybe Wade Phillips or Mike Zimmer as an advisor, consultant role, just something to level off the inexperience of the coaching staff. But no to Gary Kubiak, that ship has sailed, that time has passed. It's a new era in Broncos country. Can't look back. Debo Samuel, dude. What a freaking animal that guy is. Seriously. Um yeah, Gary Kubiak, been there, done that. God bless him. I love Kub. I do. Kub is a massive figure in Bronco lore, but yeah, up onwards and upwards. Andrew Baker, just love for my huddle bros and the community, loving these championship games. Yeah, dude, appreciate you, big dog. They have been very good games up to this point. The and whole big time stars, by the way. Thank you, Andrew. The whole postseason has been like that. It's been nail biters almost almost each and every week. Hasn't topped last week's game. The Kansas City Buffalo Bills game was one of, if not the greatest game I have ever seen in my entire life. 25 points in the last two minutes. But they had an overtime game in Kansas City. This is going down to the wire as well. What a season this has been overall. The NFL, man, it's king for a reason. Parody yep. reigns supreme. The level of competition, the way that the owners collectively um, enforce the salary cap to where small market and big market teams are on equal footing and all that. Like, there's a reason the NFL is king. And uh, we've seen that personified in these playoffs. Phil McLaughlin, thank you, buddy. Evening, Chad and Zach. I'm waiting for Jimmy Garoppolo to give it away and Vaughn and, or Arnold to get a sack. Go Broncos. Uh, yeah, this is about when Vaughn's should be due for a game-affecting play here, Zach. This is time to shine. He's done nothing today. It's, as good as he's been this postseason, he hasn't. I haven't heard one play from Vaughn Miller. Been watching the game the entire time, or Aaron Donald for that matter. I just saw their. Pa- I was actually going to say that when I was watching the play, their pass rush isn't getting home. You know, so the Niners credit, they're doing a good job protecting Jimmy G, and he's getting the ball that quick, either running plays or short passes over the middle. This is how you beat a finesse team like the Rams. I give Kyle Shanahan a ton of credit for that. Man, you're just always going to wonder what could have been if if uh, Joe Ellis doesn't kind of sour the possibility of Kyle coming in and if John Elway wasn't already just so enamored with the idea of hiring Vance Joseph. 
that job was Vance's fate accompli from the drop. Um, okay, let's see what else we got on uh, the minds of everybody. We're about 43 minutes. We'll keep tonight a relatively tight, short, because people are watching the game and all that stuff. Um, so let me just see what else might be burning on people's minds here. Here's uh, Leroy wants to know, Zach. Jimmy G playing pretty good tonight. If the Niners win the Super Bowl, would you want him in the Broncos uniform? I have a, a counter question, Chad, and you can answer as well. Is Jimmy G, and I mean this seriously, is he that much better? No doubt slam dunk upgrade over Drew Locke. I think he would definitely be a comp, you know, if we look at it from competency perspective, that would be an upgrade. If we looked at it from upside potential, I mean, I think nice Drew job. is just a much more talented, dynamic. Fumble. Ooh. Is that a fumble? Maybe the ball was down. I don't know about competent, though, because he's constantly overthrowing Jimmy G is and, and, throw, and, and getting passes picked off. And that's always been the book on Drew is his uh, inconsistency. So he might be a slight upgrade, but not a guy I'm hitching my wagon to. I don't think a guy that's going to lead you to a Super Bowl victory. Yeah, that's my opinion. That was a fumble, dude. What's the? I, it looks like I'm behind you by about 20 seconds in the broadcast. They, they um, say fourth and two. Yeah, they're punting. I guess. Uh, I guess it was down. All right. Here's uh, Matthew Stafford. Oh, nice. Dang, dude. Keep Who going. is that 71? That's not Trent, is it? Williams, yeah, I think. Dude, I always have loved Trent Williams. I just wasn't sure because that was the number he rocked in uh, Washington, if I'm not mistaken. Playing on a sprained ankle tonight, too. All right. Um, okay, let's see what else, guys. Any last di uh, second topics, questions we can get to? Um, Travis Weber, we all know that – we all know that, but one, we – we don't if we are getting Rodgers or Wilson. Two, if Denver will draft a quarterback this draft. Three, Locke is still under contract for one more year unless traded, so we might have to roll with Locke. Yeah, I mean, again, he's the only quarterback the Broncos have currently that's under contract for 2022. So, you know, he's the favorite probably, but only by default. The right. Broncos, again, they're going to be active in this offseason cycle, Zach, trying to find yes. a quarterback upgrade, like a true uh Forced to be reckoned with because, I mean, the divisional round game you referenced, Zach, the Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, amongst many other games, including the AFC title game today and the NFC title game. I mean, maybe less or so for the NFC, but still, you have young, dynamic franchise quarterbacks, and that's what you got, got to have, Zach. If you want to be a force to be reckoned with in the league, period, end of story, you got to have that. Could Drew maybe become that? Maybe, but Broncos have now six straight seasons. Is it six? Judas Priest. Missing the playoffs. They don't really have any more time. That's why, That's another reason, Zach, why it was such a betrayal, in my opinion, for Fangio to go with Drew, or to go with Teddy over Drew last year, is that, you know, if anything, that was kind of the last benefit of the doubt window of time so to speak that you could maybe as a fan base give to the team to to develop a guy uh or finish the you know close the gap in his development or whatever and they they just went a uh, different direction thank you michael appreciate you bro really i do you mentioned having good quarterbacking you know a young up-and-coming quarterback but it's also coaching look at these two coaches kyle shanahan sean McVay, brian callahan in, in cincinnati and also zach taylor and the broncos finally have that i don't see a defensive coach anywhere uh, among these teams I, I see offensive coaches so this is what would happen though for Locke to get the starting opportunity this is what has to happen they don't get aaron they don't get russ wilson they don't trade for someone like garoppolo or matt ryan or kirk cousins and they don't draft a quarterback in the first or second round or a high round draft pick. That's a lot of dominoes that that not have to fall for a lock to wind up under center. So he has an opportunity, and I think at the very least he'd be a great backup to have, but I'm not circling his name in ink yet as the starting quarterback for 22. All right, guys. Hey, thank you for spending some time with us tonight. We're going to dip on out of here a little bit earlier than we might usually. E and uh, we'll be back for uh, – well, we got Dale in the house from across the Pacific Ocean in Paradise. 
with a very generous super. Great to see you, buddy. 270 people watching, 63 likes. Come on, people. Smash. Let's go. This is what Dale's trying to tell you. It's a small thing you guys can do. You hear us say it, and it, oftentimes, you know, I'm, I'm there too. I watch a lot of content on YouTube. Sometimes it's in one ear, out the other. You don't always remember to like the video. But that's a small thing every viewer can do to help us in a big, bad way. It's a massive force multiplier. So thank you for that, Super Chat, Dale, and for the for the call to action. Speaking of smashing, I want to smash this comment real quick from Ovanis. Ovanis. Uh, there was a reason why Vic didn't like Drew. Maybe just maybe he knew that Locke isn't the guy. There was a reason why he didn't like Drew, and that the reason is that Vic is an idiot, straight up. Vic is a moronic head coach. He knew nothing about the offense. He was way out of his depths, and he was uh, totally um, doing the Broncos a disservice by not rolling with Drew and, and so biasly rolling with Teddy Bridgewater. So I'm not going to take anything that Vic Fangio has to say about an offensive player, Drew Locke, or anybody else to heart. To me, he knows nothing. D-Dub with a second very generous super saying, great job, excited. Heck yeah, bro, we're excited too. And uh, yes. The whole Vegas thing for the draft, it's on, baby. We, we don't have the details for you quite yet. I'm going to let it get a little bit closer before I start uh, booking things uh, and laying out the credit card. I want to make sure for sure it's going to actually happen relative to the pandemic and whatnot, right? But when we do, hope to see you there, Dale, along with your great wife, Gretchen, and as many of you as possible. We'll do a fun meet and greet uh, come draft time, but we're out of here for tonight. Yeah, it's going to do it, guys, for this episode of the Huddle Up Pod. Until tomorrow, same time, same place, follow us on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter for all your Broncos news, rumors, analysis, and up-to-the-second information at Mile High Huddle. You can follow Chad on Twitter at uh, Chad N. Jensen. You can follow myself at Kelberman NFL. Follow Scott on Twitter at Scout. Kennedy, if you haven't, go to huddleuppod.com and get yourself a comfortable beanie, get yourself a hoodie like Chad's wearing, a hat, all right there, huddleuppod.com, and also facebook.com slash huddle. hit that big blue button, become a supporter, and facebook.com slash pod. like that page, follow that page. If you haven't, go to Apple Podcasts and leave your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win, could be a beanie, could be a hoodie, each and every single month, but if you can't do those things, please do these three things, takes a few seconds, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Just like you, baby. Uh, real quick, here's how we finished on Facebook. And by the way, quick message to Joe Spath, who was the winner on Facebook in the month of December. We have a little bit of a hitch in the um, fulfillment of getting you your jersey. We sent you off an email. We need a reply on that, big dog. So if you listen to this, I don't know if you're in the chat tonight, but if you hear this, Reach out, check your email. Shout out to Phil McLaughlin tonight, Andrew Baker, Miguel, Andrew Lampy, Tabitha, Jermaine, Mike, Reno, that is, Michael Ronquillo, Rodney Garcia, George, Travis Weber, Wyatt Horning, and Lawrence Rivera. And then also our Super Chat superstar, starting with Cloud9TK, Sam Bam, who said, Later Chiefs, go Broncos. Love you, buddy. Smith Corona, Based Gase, Angelo Perez, John Clay Eventing, Friendly Giant, Angel, the Bronx legend, Different Strokes, Cottonmouth, 78, and of course, the legendary figure in MHH lore, DW. Dale, love you guys. Appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow night. Yeah, I think Money Moore, yeah, I'm a little mean-spirited for calling out Vic Fangio, but, you know, facts don't care about feelings. So we'll see you tomorrow night, guys. Same time, same place, 6 o'clock Mountain, 8 o'clock Eastern. Take care, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.